Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, how are you today? Doing fantastic, man. Five minutes after our last episode when we recorded this. (laughs) Yes, yes. After a bio break, we're back. Right, exactly. We're kind enough to both our listeners that we don't make them sit there and wait (laughs) while we go to the bio break and come back. So, you know, we're that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Space out all these nuggets of wisdom. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Yes. So we've covered the seven coaching questions out of the Coaching Habit book. And now, now bonus material. Yeah. Right. So and, this is to me, this is our expertise, right? What we have learned in our travels uh, down right. the coaching path. Yeah, and and some of this is in uh, you, you'll find it in the coaching habit book. Uh, some of it uh, are, are things that I learned in uh, my coaching training. Uh, books like uh, Coactive Coaching, uh, another good resource. Um, but but it, it just it's dawned on me as I've gone and worked with managers, you know, in a number of organizations that they're not really sure what this looks like. Like we gave you the seven questions. We told you how magical they are, but like, what what do you do when you get into that coaching session? And so we're trying to, in this episode, give you some tips on sort of what your behavior looks like. Um, And, and and so before we even get into that, I want to, I want to give a quote, Mike, if I can. Please, please, please do. Uh, This is the poet Robert, I believe it's Southie. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, He was the first person to uh, publish uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Like he, I don't know that he came up with the story, but he was the first person to to get it in print. So it's, you know, he's a a poet from an older time and he has this uh, lovely quote. Um, It is with words as with sunbeams. The more they are condensed, the deeper they burn. So let that be an overall flow for this thing. You know, just ask the few words that are the necessary words and, uh, and, and let them have their impact. So, so a lot of the tips that you're going to hear revolve around making sure that that stays the case. Oh yeah. No, I think you're, you're spot on and, and you're, you, you're, you talk about what we should do uh, as I look through the, the your list of tips, right, a whole lot of it is what you shouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, so we got some, some here's some stuff you can do, and here's some stuff that's potentially yeah. a landmine. Don't step yeah. on it. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. So sh- should I just start going here, and we'll, we'll talk about each of these bullet points as we go? You should start with the first one, or we'll continue to violate it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so the that. first one is avoid long setups. Um, so, you know, hey, if, if words are just like sunbeams and we want them nice and condensed, just ask the dang question instead of saying, you know, oh, I was thinking about what you said about this. And uh, given that the market is doing this and, uh, and, and some of your uh, cu- customers have said X, Y, Z, I was wondering. And then you ask the question. Nah, just ask the question. They know what's going on in their life. Just ask the question. Even if they don't know what's going on in their life, just ask the question because it forces them to address that question instead of going all over the map with the million things that you said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and depending on the behavioral style, when you talk about disc and things like that, right? Yep. I've got a, 
I've got a D or an S. You know, sometimes they'll even interrupt you and go, so what do you want? Right. <laughs> you know, like, right. Okay, the setup is killing me. I, I can tell you C's do that as well because my wife will turn to me and because naturally I do this. I like talking, you know, yes. and my wife will say, you know, I'll, I'll say all this stuff and then I'll say, so what do you think? And she'll say, I don't even know what you said. Was, <laughs> you, you just talked in a big circle, you know, yeah. so I, I quit listening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she she tried. Listening. She tried really hard. Yeah. Yeah. When you took that, you know, trip to the bakery, <laughs> I didn't go with you. I don't know where you went. So so right. yeah, the, the long setup, right? Just just get into it, yeah. and and doesn't negate the fact that you can have a great conversation. You may have a long conversation after that. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the 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 what's on your mind question. You know, just you know, I've noticed that you're you know, you've been you know blah 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 blah. blah. Right. What's on your mind? Yeah. Skip that. Yeah. Just, yep. Yeah. Just dive into it. What's on your mind, and then you'll have a conversation that will be more focused. And then you can ask the what else question and all of a sudden you're into the good stuff and, and yeah. you haven't wasted, you know, cause all this time is finite, right? The time that you have with your, the person you're coaching is finite. Get to the good stuff. Yep. Even if it's uncomfortable, uh, the fact that you're talking means they're not thinking. Right. Get to where they're talking so that they're thinking and that we're, we're going to get into that. So, so uh, a, a related tip, uh, tip number two, ask one question at a time. And in, in my coach training, we called this uh, stacked questions. You know, don't stack your questions. Um, you know, an, an example might be, you know, what do you, what do you think's going on? What do you want to do about it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Those are two totally different questions to tackle, totally different mm -hmm. things to process. Let them <laughs> focus on one thing at a time, mainly because your brain can only do one thing at a time. So pick a question run with it until you go dry on the insights from that, then move on to the next question. No stack questions. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've even had people that, you know, are very aware and they'll, I'll do this. I'll ask three questions and then pause and, and they'll go, which one you want me to answer? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Where, where would you like me to start? Yeah. You know, so, so I realized, yeah, I've, I've done a terrible job. I've asked multiple questions. They don't even know where to begin and, I, right. and I've confused the, 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 the person that confused the conversation. So yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. All right. So very much related uh, tip three. Um, and Mike, I wonder if you've ever heard um, an expression, the first one to talk. Loses. Yeah. So notice what happened there. I wasn't afraid of the silence. I knew eventually you'd fill it because I had asked the question. Where, where does the burden of uh, answering the question lie? Oh, yeah. And with, this is standard sales, you know, sales training. That's right. right? You, you ask your customer a question and then, yeah, be quiet. Right. You know, shut up is the harsher version of that. Yeah. I like so the, the tip here is to shut up. We should go ahead and lead with that, I guess. Right. Stop talking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so and then I, I I'm, I'm always when, when we're talking about coaching, I always ask the reverse of this. I'll ask, OK, if you're a manager and you see your salesperson interacting with the customer, if it's going great, what percentage of the time should the customer be talking versus the salesman be talking? Yeah. And they always give you the same answer. Oh, yeah. The customer's got to be talking 70, 80 percent of the time. Right. Salesperson right. needs to be talking about 20 percent of the time. Right. If it's reversed, if the salesman's doing all the talking, it's not going well. 
the, right. the, the <laughs> statistical odds of this sale happening are greatly diminished. Yeah. And so, so we just extrapolate that and say, okay, the exact same thing applies to your coaching. Right. If you're coaching and you're doing 80% of the talking, it's not going very well. Right. You are not going to create the behavioral change that you're looking for. It's not going to happen because you're, 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 you're lecturing, you know, if you're, a, if you're a villain in a super, you know, superhero movie, you're monologuing. Yeah, that's right. right. The villain always monologues. I have yep. a plan for world domination and beware of my power. Yep. And, and everybody's going, uh huh. <laughs> you're wearing They're me out. Checked out. Uh, yeah. Yep. And so, so the, and this is, to me, this is heartening, you know, because like in our line of work, many of the managers were great salespeople. Right. And so once they're able to make the connection between their sales skills and their coaching skills, all of a sudden it, it clicks. And so if they were a consultative salesperson and they were, they were asking, you know, they'd come up with great sales questions and then they, they could, like you said, be quiet and let the person answer. If they apply those same techniques to coaching, it goes great. Yeah, I, going back to sales, I, I think, you know, what I've seen in the best salespeople is that they're just not afraid to ask good questions and then shut up, you know, or do, do you, you know, are, are you ready to buy this car today? And the answer is going to be, you know, one of uh, two things, yes or no. And if it's no, there's a reason. So you shut up and listen to that answer. Either way, you've served this customer, right? Because you've uh, reached the end of the transaction process, or they've told you, hey, here's the issue I have, and I need you to help me solve it. You know, can I get this car in blue? You know, whatever it is, uh, you, you've got to the objection so that you can address it, serve that customer so that they can make a purchase and move on or, or not. But either way, mm -hmm. you, you've reached the, the end of that uh, process, but you can't do it unless you shut up. Same applies with your people that you're trying to coach. They need to tell you what's going on. They're not going to do that unless you shut up and let them do that. So anyway, we probably yep. beat a dead horse there. No, no, it's so important. I think it's it's worth beating. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Definitely. For that. <laughs> the, uh, so you've got your third bullet point. Choose open-ended what and how questions to help the client explore. Yeah. So so what we mean by that is. Um, if you ask a what question and, and often a how question, it's open-ended in that they can explore, right? It could go any direction, right? What, uh, what makes this a challenge for you, right, is, is one of our uh, questions that we ask. Uh, what are the factors involved here? Just helping them explore uh, the, the things going on um, instead of saying, uh, do you think it has to do with uh, that you uh, are shy on the phone? It, I, I've just set that up to where, you know, it's, it's almost a leading question, right? And we're, you know, that doesn't help anybody. People know that it's a leading question. They know that you're trying to get them to say a certain thing. Um, so let them genuinely explore because they really may need to do that to, to uh, unlock what's actually going on for themselves and gain awareness. Well, and that comes up in, uh, in uh, Michael Bungay Stainer's book, uh, The Coaching Habit and the Advice Trap. And so he's, mm -hmm. he, he's very, he spends a lot of time talking about, do not give advice in the form of questions. Yeah. It's not working. They see through it. 
Yeah, they know. You think you'd do better if you made more calls. Right. Well, right. that sounded like a question. Right. <laughs> it was formatted right. like a question. But actually, you were, it's, I, I, I guess I, I've heard it called a steering question where you're, yeah. you're steering them towards the answer you want. And it's pretty obvious and it doesn't work. Right. So, so, so yeah, they will tell you what you want to hear. Yes, I would be more successful if I made more calls. Fantastic. I'm glad we had this talk. Right. <laughs> like, no, no. What is it? A, a person convinced against their will is of the same opinion still. <laughs> I never heard that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you convinced me. I, I knew what answer you wanted. I gave it to you. I'm not going to do that. But I'm not going to do it. Yeah. 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 That's just bad. And so this ties perfectly into your next bullet point. Which yeah. Is one of my okay. favorites. Avoid the why questions. And you have to share with them. Um, and Mike, we, we should tell people you're writing a book about some of these topics and it's phenomenal. I have seen drafts of it. It's lovely. Can't wait to share it with my clients. Um, but uh, this, this whole thing about avoiding why questions, some people say, oh, that's not that big a deal. But you say, if you don't think it's a big deal, you, you have a challenge for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All you have to do is wait for your significant other or spouse to walk in the room and just go, why'd you wear that top? <laughs> and just let me know how it goes. Yeah. Right, right? Go, go with the, the, the dinner, the, you know, sit yeah. down to the supper table. So why'd you make this for supper? <laughs> just, just, just try it. Get back with us. Let us know in the comments how the whole why thing's working out for you. And if you're not sure why this is so funny to us, we really encourage you to honor this tip because uh, it's going to blow up in your face if you if you do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the why is just, it's just, let's fight. So, you know, so it, and, and we should say that, you know, that in all seriousness, there are um, ways that this causes defensiveness and a wall to come up uh, in, a, uh, in a professional setting um, you know, why aren't you reaching your goal? Now, look, I can say it with a tone in my voice. You know, why, why aren't you reaching your goal? Uh, and, and probably in certain cultures, in certain ways that, you know, if the relationship's there, people aren't going to take offense at that. But there's a way that that can come across that does make people say, well, you're judging me. And, and wait a minute, there's, there's extenuating circumstances. You don't even know. But uh, so a different way to ask it is what gets in the way of you reaching your goal? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, getting in the way. yeah anytime you're about to tee up a why question uh, it's worthwhile to spend that little extra moment to to do exactly what you did how do i craft it into a what question that's it or, or even even tell me about you know just so, so tell me about what went into the decision that, you know just yeah. anything but but why and and I, there are some some specific coaching tools where you can ask a why question but it requires two setup questions. <laughs> you got to ask yeah. two what questions, and then you can ease into a why question in a very specific form. But right. other than that, yeah, in, until you're you know at the advanced pro level, yeah, <laughs> if you hear the word why coming out of your mouth, just know it's probably not going to go well. And if you can stop it, circle back, come up with a what, a how, a tell me about question, and then all of a sudden things are going to go much better. Well said, well said. So in our first uh, session in this series, we talked about uh, just uh, just our suggestion that, you know, take a question and try to use it. Uh, see if you can go through a, a whole session uh, with only questions, 
you know, can, can you, you know, can you, can you uh, see if you can uh, discipline yourself to do that? Uh, but that's not all that coaching is. You, you are allowed to make observations. Um, and typically it's reflecting back the answers you hear. So that's the, that's the tip here is reflect back what you think you hear them saying. It sounds like you feel frustrated by how this process is going. Um, you know, it, it, it sounds like you see uh, the, uh, uh, the fact that you don't have the new product understood as well as you'd like is really affecting uh, your close rate, whatever it is. Um, a couple of magic things happen here. One is um, you're, you're going to make sure you actually understand the client because they may say, oh, no, no, no. No, that I know that's what it sounded like to you, but that's not it. And they'll give you some some clarity. Um, it also allows that client to know that they're really, truly being listened to. And you will be shocked at how often that is just an absolute blessing to that person. They have not been heard in a long time. Some of them haven't been heard even at home in a long time. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you're listening to them and really trying to understand where they're coming from is just a blessing. Oh, yeah. It also uh, just I should say it also buys you some time if you have no clue what you're going to say next. You can just sort of reflect back what you think you heard. And, you know, mm -hmm. you, have, you get just buys you, you know, 10 more seconds of thinking time. What am I going to yeah. say? Next? <laughs> yeah. What, what, what question am I going to ask next? That's yeah. Right. That's right. And so what's really fun about this one is when you get it right, the smile, yeah. you know, they're so excited. They're like, yes. they lean in, right? You get a physical lean in and they go, yep. Yes, that's it exactly. Yeah, and you're, and you're like, okay, we're connected here, right? We're, yeah. we're both seeing the same thing. We can have a conversation about, but what next? Because we are on literally on the same page as far as yeah. the issue goes. And so, yeah, that, yeah, and even if you don't get it right, right, they will, they will correct you. Yeah, you know, it, you it, could it, be wrong. It's really more of this. Yeah, that's one great. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's exactly what I needed to know because yeah. I was about to embark down a line of questioning that wasn't relevant to what truly is your discomfort, your attraction, your pain, whatever it might be. Yeah, I, I asked it on a recent uh, uh, coaching session where uh, the person was trying to make a decision between A or B. Just you know, the, the issue doesn't matter, but it, you know, A or B. Not sure which I'm going to do, and uh, you know, the talk went on for thirty minutes and. I just said, it sounds like you only have uh, examples of why A would be the correct answer and you have no examples of how B would be the correct answer. Silence, good sign. You hear silence, that means they're thinking. And all of a sudden the person goes, huh, yeah, you know, I've already made my decision about A. I'm just nervous about it. Okay, that's the real issue, right? That's what we're actually talking about is, okay. Yeah, so, so the, it, these things can be powerful. You have to be careful about how you use them because you don't wanna, you know, again, you know, be guilty of leading somebody. But if it helps them explore by reflecting back what you think you hear, it can be a powerful thing. Oh, most, most definitely. And so, yeah, uh, yeah I've heard one of our, our fellow coaches, Pamela Cole, she, she calls it framing. So, yeah. so, so what you did was you framed, you know, here's, here's the, what I'm seeing. Here's the framework of what I'm seeing Right. that provides clarity to the person. And then they're able to go, Oh yeah, I've already, I've already gone down a path. It was, it was your framing of what I'm hearing 
that ultimately allowed me to uh, you know see it for myself more clearly enunciate it and move forward well that's that's a great wrap-up statement to make because the whole point of any of this coaching anything you've heard in the three episodes of this series it's really about people getting some clarity so they can take action mm -hmm. um yeah, they, they've got to have an insight uh, some awareness and then they've got to go do something that helps them make progress and uh if you have done nothing in your coaching session except help them get some clarity, you've made progress. Oh, definitely, definitely. And let's uh, let's be vulnerable here for a second. Mm. All of these things are on our list because we've screwed them up. Oh, amen. <laughs> yes, yes. We have violated. We are preaching to ourselves right now. Yeah, yeah. We we know these are really important because we've messed it up. Yeah. So, so and like I messed it up this week. I mean, yeah, oh, like yeah, these yeah. are these are constant battles. Still messing it up. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So, so the goal is to fewer and fewer, right? Continue right. to hone the game, but know that you're going to make these mistakes, and it's okay. That's right. And, and we're still making them, but we're trying to get a little bit better each and every day. And that's why we're we're sharing our 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 learnings, yep. <laughs> our personal learnings with you. I think that's great. And again, we would just say, you know, hey, what's been most useful that you've heard in this session? And, uh, you know, go go do something with that. Excellent. Excellent. Let's, uh, let's throw it over to our announcer. Like we've got a booth and producers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Another session of Contemporaneous Extemporizing from Mark and Mike. I know it's redundant, but consider who we're talking about. As always, feel free to share the ideas you heard here. No rights to reserve, no permissions needed. Thanks. See you next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius.